0: You are listening to the Life Center Church Podcast. It's good to see you this morning. Because it means that you guys got most everything done. Where others that are not with us have not. Or they're sick. Or they're out of town. But I'm glad you're here with us this morning. Are you glad to be here? You know, when we have everything together, sometimes things don't come out the way they should, right? As you're opening your Bibles in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 1, we'll come up and read that in just a little bit. But you know, one thing that gets us upset is when we have things all planned out and someone comes along and ruins our plans. You ever have that happen to you? Has anyone ever messed up your plans? Let's pray before we get too involved here, all right? Heavenly Father, we thank you that you're the God who sees everything. You know our beginning from our end. You know what this world needed even before you spoke it into being. You've always had a plan. And so, God, I pray this morning you'll help us to understand that and see it and, and realize it, Lord God, that is the best plan is always your plan. So guide and lead us, direct us. Anoint me this morning, Lord, for your glory as we gather together on this Sunday before Christmas to honor you, to remember you, and to be excited about what you have done. We bless your name forever and ever. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Suppose you had plans. You're going to take your family out to the mountains uh, for a great weekend up in the snow, right? Or maybe Southern California to the beach, (laughs) you know because we don't have that big of a winter. And, and all of a sudden on Friday, and you have big plans with the family, and you're going to go and take off and do things, and, and all of a sudden on Friday, your boss says, you know what? You're going to have to come in tomorrow. You're going to have to come in tomorrow. I hate to do this to you. I know you have plans, but I insist you come in tomorrow, because we're going to get a big shipment or, or something, new. we've got to get it out, and I can't get along without you. Isn't that, it's one of those times when he walks away, you kind of stick your tongue out at him, right? As he walks away. This is what I'm talking about. We do not like when anyone messes up our plans, do we? No, we don't. However, did you know that, only, that not only people mess up our plans, God frequently messes up our plans. How many have ever had him mess up your plans? Yeah. For example, we—you know—I I thought I was going to be a doctor, a medical doctor. I had all it planned out. I had the school picked out, had the program picked out. I, I had applied for that, and I had been accepted by that, that college and university. And then God came along and said, no, you're not going to be a doctor. You're going to be a preacher. And oh, talk about sticking my tongue out. I just didn't quite understand that. But God had messed up my plans. We might have a young lady here today uh, taking all kinds of courses in, 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 in college to, for, for going into nursing, and God is calling you into full-time Christian service. See, God may have messed up your plans. Someone said that when it comes to plan, planning out your life, we should write, out, write it all out on a piece of paper and give God the eraser. <laughs> Amen? Amen? Yeah. Nobody's plans were more messed up by God than those of Mary and, and the mother of Jesus and Joseph. Joseph and Mary were engaged to get be married, but God looked, uh, but look how God messed up their plans. Think about it. During this time when a couple got married, it was usually prearranged by their parents. Did you know that? Usually prearranged. Often when, they, uh, often when they were children, their parents would get together and work things out and, and make all the arrangements. The, uh, in, in this kind of arrangement, uh, at some age, the couple became aware of the identity because you could grow up most of your life and then all of a sudden find out you're going to marry them. Oh, how crazy would that be? And that, that practice is still happening around the world today. In this kind of arrangement, they would find out it, probably towards marrying age, that's the person you're going to marry. The news of who they were going to marry probably was not announced to them till they were ready to be married. Wisdom would seem to dictate that it would be, would be the best for them not to know because if you, you knew, you might not like the choices of mom and dad. This seems to be the case with Joseph and Mary. They were officially engaged and Making all kinds of plans to tie the knot, right? Mary, like all brides, was excited. She had all, all these thoughts running through her through her mind. What am I gonna wear? Where, where will it take place? Where's the venue we're gonna have it at, right? Who will participate in the wedding? Who who will be my bridesmaids? What will I serve at the dinner? And and who will I invite? She had all these exciting things going through her head. Joseph was like most men getting married. Yes, dear. (laughs) Anything you want, dear. Right? But God messed up their wedding plans. Unlike anyone's wedding plans have ever been messed up. Every pastor, every preacher who's done a wedding... Has done several weddings and have known weddings to get messed up. You say what, Pastor? I can tell you, most every wedding I've ever done, there's been something that wasn't according to the plan of the bride. Sometimes things just don't go exactly as you planned, right? I I, I could tell you time after time, but it's from parents not showing, parents of the bride not showing up for an hour till an hour later. Till oh, grandma's got to be here. Grandma's got to be here before I get married. Well, where's grandma? I don't know. The wedding of Joseph and Mary really had some flaws. God messed up their plans in in a way that no one ever had messed up any wedding plans. So with that, let's open our Bibles to chapter 1 of Matthew. And picking up at verse 18. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel which means God is with us. When Joseph woke he uh, woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife, but he did not have sexual relations with her until her son was born, and Joseph named him Jesus. Verse 18 tells us Mary, before they were married, Mary discovered she was with child. And she was a virgin. That's the miracle. Do you realize that's the miracle that no relation with any man whatsoever, and yet she was a child. How could that be? And oh, no, how could that be? Because that would be her thoughts, wouldn't it? Can you imagine how Mary must have felt when she discovered that she was pregnant? In one sense, wow, something miraculous happened. Another is, what am I going to tell my friends? How could I tell my parents? Even more importantly, how am I going to tell Joseph? He's not the father. As a matter of fact, I don't know how I got pregnant. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? This had to be one of the greatest problems she had ever faced. She knew that her reputation was going to be destroyed as a young woman. Uh, and i got to believe a godly woman because the Bible says uh, the angels called her the favorite, favored one of God. So, so how, how could this godly young lady even present herself to, at the temple or with all her friends if she is pregnant out of wedlock? God's messed up her plans, Right? She got the nerve to tell Joseph, and Joseph knew that her being pregnant not only reflected on Mary's character, but also reflected on his character, because in the course of history, nobody, nobody, nobody has ever been pregnant without having sexual intercourse. So they're going to point the finger at him too. We generally emphasize Mary's problem, but Joseph's problem was just as great. Think about it. He knew he wasn't the father. That's a problem. He knew that he did not want to marry Mary in, in, in her condition, but he, yet if he did marry her, people would be saying, Joseph is a bad man. He got her pregnant, and now he, he won't do the right thing and marry her. But don't you think the thought went through his mind? He knew that he was innocent of all these false rumors that would once they broke out, I didn't do it. Right? I didn't do it. Did God mess up their plans? Yes, he did. Mary was thoroughly confused. She asked in Luke chapter 1, verse 34, but how can this be? I am a virgin. Joseph's plans had become so messed up that he, that he was ready to call off the wedding. No, no, we can't, 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 but God spoke to him and told him what was going on. As we read the text, he came through, didn't he? Wow. Once God explained to Joseph uh, that Mary was not, not, was, was not unfaithful to him, he followed through with the marriage plans. When God messes up our plans, they are not really messed up. They might just look that way, but they're not really messed up. So let's talk about a few things. Number one, the assignment of God's will. You cannot find anywhere in Scripture where God came, came and talked to, with Mary and Joseph and asked them, Would you like to volunteer for this assignment? There was no, all those in favor, cross over this line. No, he didn't talk to them prior to, right? God the creator is not in the habit of asking us, his creation, what do you think? Is he? Look over your life. Has he ever come to you and say, what do you think about this? No, he hasn't. God stated His plans and His wills for their lives. Had Mary been like other women, maybe women of today, she, they, let's go and get an abortion. It's not my child. I, I you know, I didn't have. I didn't, I didn't choose this time. I, I can't explain why. But, so maybe an abortion. But think about it. Had she aborted the that baby, we would not have. The Savior. One of the reasons a mother should never consider having abortions because some of the most godly, think about this for a moment, some of the most godly and influential people that would have ever been born might have been born had their mothers not aborted them. Out of the millions of children that have ever been aborted, don't you think that even a small small fraction of those might have been ministers and pastors and missionaries and, and godly workers Don't you think? And yet, we'll never know. We'll never know. Mary and Joseph were not that kind of people. They did not try to circumvent the will of God. They just said, yes, Lord, didn't they? I want to remind you that nowhere in Scripture do we see that God asked Joseph and Mary if they would be willing to accept this assignment. Nowhere. When it comes to the will of God for our lives, you can choose not to obey his will, right? Or you can, can, cannot change his will for your life. This is the reason every one of you will have to stand before him at judgment. What do you mean, Pastor? You stand before him. Did you follow the will of the Lord or did you not follow the will of the Lord for your lives? Something to think about, right? Right? Look at point number two, the awkwardness of God's will. Carrying out the will of God for our lives is, is not always the easiest thing in the world for us to do, is it? It's not always the easy path. If it were easy, there would be a whole lot of people doing it, wouldn't it be? A whole lot of people. You know, some some young woman were making fun of a young lady, a Christian lady They were making fun of her because she was still a virgin. They gave her a hard time. She became very weary of them, always picking on her. So so she prayed about it. And the next time they picked on her, uh, she says this to them. Let me tell you something. Anytime I choose, I can become like you. But you can never become like me and walked away. I like that. Amen? It's not always easy when we do not follow the crowd. When we're swimming upstream and everybody's swimming downstream, it's not an easy thing, is it? Even in this Christmas time of the year when everyone's saying, Happy Holidays, even to say, Merry Christmas, you're going the opposite direction of everybody else. One of the big misunderstandings that many Christians have is because we have been taught that when we serve God, everything is going to go our way. We've been sold a bill of goods if you believe that one. Because that's not true, is it? Forever and ever, happily ever after, everything's going to go perfect and wonderful and well with our lives. How many know that's a lie? Three of us, okay. (laughs) The rest of you is going to find out really soon. It's hard to understand that when the Bible shows us men and women of God who, who, who who were rejected, who were jailed, who were stoned, beheaded, crucified, for their faith in Christ Jesus, how can we preach to people today? Oh, everything's going to be okay. Just come to Jesus. Why do Christians think that serving God is going to be easy? Because there's a lot of preachers today who are preaching fairy tale religion. That's why. Right? All we have to do is accept Jesus Christ and we'll live happily ever after. No problems, no issues, no sickness, no diseases. It's all going to be okay. I truly hope that you have enough sense not to believe all this stuff that's being preached out there today. You may say, Pastor, they quote scripture. What, 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 are, what are they preaching? They're preaching, it must come from the Bible, right? Can I tell you the truth? The devil knows scripture better than you, doesn't he? Anyone can quote scripture and take it out of context to make it sound like it's coming from God. It's not always easy to doing God's will. Let me just say it outright. It's not easy. But there are those who will tell you if you follow them and listen to them, you will cease having problems and become healthy, wealthy, and wise. Not true. I want to remind you that Joseph and Mary were in the perfect will of God. And yet their, their plans were not their plans anymore. They were suffering. Everything they could could go bad seemed to be have gone bad with them. They they could have said, This is this cannot be the will of God. This cannot be. Look at how things are turning sour all around us. A lot of pastors have resigned their churches because of hard times, but during those hard times, they were they were in the will of God. What do I mean? Well, look at their lives. Look at the timing of the senses that took place. We read about that in Scripture, they had to travel to, to the land of, of Joseph's birth, and it looks like God's timing could could have been better than this one, right? When Mary was almost ready to deliver, that she had to go on a donkey, travel on those rough roads, and, and go to the place the, uh, of, of, of Joseph's bloodline and birthplace, that's bad timing, God. Right? Another awkward situation is that there was no room in the inn. <laughs> At least God, your, your son to be born into this world and, 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 and there could be a hotel room, a, a nice bed to lay in. Not this, not this barnyard, this place where the cattle feed from. This is the will of God. Surely the Lord could have worked things out. And as you move along in the history of it, and Scripture never declares this, but somewhere along the way, the awkward situation with the death of Joseph. Joseph was not there for a great part of raising up Jesus. Sometime between Joseph, uh, when Joseph took his family back to Nazareth and the time that Jesus was 30 years old, he died. Most likely he died when Jesus was quite young, and surely the Lord could have kept this from happening, right? We Christians make dreadful mistakes when we believe that God makes everything easy when we become a child of God. The reason God is going to reward us is, is because during the hard times, we never gave up. Hallelujah, right? Because we don't give up, we hold fast. Isaiah 43, 2 says, When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through the rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. That's the promise. Not that you won't go through the problems, but that he will be there with you all along the way. But listen, life is not easy for the lost man either. Why do you think they live on drugs and alcohol? Because life is rough for them. And they're partaking in these things just to cope with life. But thank God we have Jesus, amen. The third thing is the astonishment of his will. Life is filled with amazement. Think about this, the amazement of his birth. Every mother suffers through childbirth, right? Every mother. When they give birth to a child. I'm not saying that all the pain is immediately gone when you see that baby for the first time. But I got to believe that when they place that child on your chest and you look at that little child uh, that you just come out of you, something changes physically. And over the years, the pain doesn't seems to vanish away. Oh, you can bring it up through memory, right? But the actual, because what happens, because you have one, and, and in, in a lot of cases, you have a second and sometimes a third and sometimes a fourth, you wouldn't do that. if you could remember all the pain, right, in its entirety. You couldn't. Because you hold that precious baby in your arms and everything changes, doesn't it? Many mothers feel this way. But Mary suffered in a way that no mother before her or ever after her suffered in the birth of this child. But one glimpse of Jesus made all her suffering seem insignificant. I mean, the wedding was a mess. Uh, the, 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 the inn was not an inn. Uh, a, a donkey ride that I shouldn't have taken. And, 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 and yet one look at this baby, she knew somebody special was looking back at her. It's almost like the song, Mary, Did You Know? Right? And she watched him grow. And Luke two forty says this: there, there the child grew up healthy and strong. He was filled with wisdom, and God's favor was on him. It must have been a joy to watch him, Jesus, as he grew up, and thinking, "Oh, I know he's special." I know he's wonderful. Oh, traditions and, and, and word. Uh, uh, people talk about the things that he did growing up. We don't know those things for sure. All we know, that he had a special life growing up. There was something different about this little boy. To watch him grow must have been more than amazing. Don't you think? And the amazement of his death, though, because that's where we pick up his life again. Not only was the birth of Christ unique, his death was also a very unusual. He died on a cross, paying for everyone he loved and cared for. When this final breath, the last breath, the Bible tells us something very unusual took place in Matthew's gospel, chapter 50, and verse 50 through 53. He said, Then Jesus shouted out again and he released his spirit. At that moment, the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook, rocks split apart, and the tombs opened up. The bodies of many godly men and women who had died were raised from the dead. They left the cemetery after Jesus' resurrection, went into the holy city of Jerusalem, and appeared to many people. Talk about unusual happenings. When he rose from the dead, so did many others. Never in the history of mankind has anything like this ever happened or occurred in anyone's death. Several things took place at his death. Darkness covered the earth. Darkness. An earthquake shook. Oh, I don't know about you, we, Who you who have grown up in Southern California, we don't get too excited about earthquakes, but you bring somebody from another part of the country to come here and live in Southern California. Oh, man. Right? Yeah. Yeah. This is the kind of earthquake that shake everybody up. The veil in the temple was ripped from top to bottom. We're not just talking about a simple little curtain like the one that sits behind the, the, these things that maybe you and I, if we took them, we could actually rip them. This was a heavy, heavy curtain of the temple. We once, to, on one of our missions trip, took a a, a, a a tour of of Ceausescu's palace in Romania. It's a beautiful edifice edifice and, and, and gorgeous and there's they're hanging on one over one window is a is a is a curtain that was woven by nuns that weighs over a ton if it fell on you it would kill you could you imagine the temple that was the curtain that was in the temple there's no lightweight cover your window kind of thing and it was torn from top to bottom. I know why, because it made everyone understand the man didn't do that. God himself tore it. Amen? The death, <laughs> the last thing, you need all your lines filled in. The graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints were who, who, which slept rose from the dead, came out of the graves, and appeared to many. The death of Christ was the most unusual death that has ever occurred, but this was not the ordinary man. This was the Savior of the world. So Mary held that baby. She had to understand something, and she got to witness it with her own eyes, not only his growing, but ultimately rising from the dead. Oh, what a life she lived. And the amazement of his ascension Mary had seen baby Jesus grow up and die on the cross who, and was amazed at the miracles that he had performed. She was there, right, when he healed the blinded eyes and, 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 and raised the child up from death and, and, and provided wine at the wedding and, 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 and the paralytic and, and, I mean, she was there. But how about the kind acts of going to A well and talking to a woman of Samaria who no good Jew would ever talk to. A male talking to a woman in public that is not your wife, that's one thing. But a woman who's a Samaritan? Never. But Jesus did, didn't he? Yes, he did. The great love he displayed on the cross. As he hung from that tree, what did he say? Father, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. That's the same Jesus she held in her arms. But when his ascension took place, When he had fulfilled all the scripture of who he was and he ascended into the clouds, she had to be amazed as she had never been amazed before. Can you imagine what she must have felt like as she watched him ascend visibly, bodily into the heavens? Can you imagine how she felt? Can you imagine the excitement of her soul as she understood the babe that I had without any man's help, the child that I saw grow up and uh, love on people, heal people, uh, deliver people, the, the, the the child I saw hanging on the tree, and then three days later, he rose from the dead, and then later on, he ascended into glory. Oh, Jesus, this Jesus. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the excitement in her soul as she realized in a tangible way that her son had opened up the door of heaven for all who would believe in him from this time and forever, they too would enter heaven? That's the Jesus born in a manger. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Before we close, I want you to look at the two verses in Matthew 1, 22 through 23. All this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel, which is God with us. Hallelujah. How would you feel if you had a wonderful gift that you wanted to give to someone, but but they looked at you and said, they don't want that gift, but you wanted to give it to them, but they don't want that gift? You'd feel bad, wouldn't you? The Lord Jesus came and died and gave us the greatest gift that has ever been given, the gift of eternal life. People will die and go to a Christless eternity, but not because they did not have a Savior. They will die and go to a Christless eternity because they would not accept the gift that God had given them. That's the message of Christmas. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son Amen. Thanks for joining us. For more information on Life Center Church and our ministries, visit LifeCenterChurch.com.